0: You're listening to a sermon from Grace Church, located in Frisco, Texas. Get to know Grace Church better by visiting our website
1: at www.gracechurchfrisco.org. Today's speaker is Pastor Craig Cabaniss.
0: Thanks for joining us. Maybe you've been with us a few minutes already. Uh, Sorry about the technical difficulty there to uh, begin with. Um, But I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us this morning. I am actually in the auditorium with a uh, few folks, a few technical folks, a couple pastors, and uh, we're really glad that you would uh, join with us today uh, as we gather. Uh, What I'm going to do this morning is I am going to bring a, uh, a teaching uh, brief teaching, and then i 'm going to open up an opportunity for a little application with Caleb at the end and then we are going to uh, we 're going to pray i 'm looking at people moving around like maybe we don 't have uh, video again, or do we have are we good we 're good sorry okay so here we go this is official i 'm really starting uh, really starting now uh, Thanks for joining us, it's great to be together, even if remotely. I I wanna just say a little bit about why we're choosing to do it this way. And this was in the email uh, this week that we sent out, but we really felt it was best to meet uh, with a live stream remotely this week uh, for a couple of reasons. One is uh, that we just wanted to act out of an abundance of caution and uh, with two principles guiding us. One is we wanted to uh, sort of honor our civil authorities uh, and their requirements request that large gatherings, uh, you know, that we not meet in large gatherings as they're trying to uh, curb the spread of uh, COVID-19 and uh, trying to do that specifically by sort of what they're saying, flattening the curve, getting ahead of this so that there's not a spike. uh, At some point, there's not a spike in um, in the spread. So that was one reason is we wanted to minimize the impact of the spread. Secondly, uh, we also wanted to be able to uh, just express love for one another. You may be at home today thinking, you know, I'm not really at risk. I'm not going to get sick. Uh, I'm going to be just fine. And you may be young and healthy and, and perhaps your risks are low, uh, but we're a church family. And in our family, we do have uh, obviously older folks. Uh, and we want to act in a way to serve and care for them, those who are at risk, or perhaps have some kind of underlying health condition that presents uh, for them a, um, you know, a greater risk as well. So at any rate, we just felt like the best thing to do as a loving thing was to do a live stream. And as we gather today, we realize that, you know, we come together with all kinds of emotions. What a week uh, it's been. Uh, some of us are fearful, and anxious in these days. We're perhaps fearful and anxious for our own health, or maybe fearful and anxious for someone that we love who's maybe older or at risk for some reason and just concerned for them. Uh, others of us are perhaps fearful or worried about our finances, uh, even our jobs. Some people uh, you, you know, won't be able to work perhaps in the, uh, in the coming days here and uh, may experience some kind of a financial challenge. There's just an uneasiness uh, about that. Uh, some people's concerns are very minor like the kids are out of school and it's going to rain all week. What am I going to do? That's a minor thing, but everybody is feeling some kind of, you know, just perhaps anxiety at this time. As I mentioned, some others are thinking, hey, this is overblown. What's the big deal? Why aren't we getting together? Nothing's going to happen. Well, we certainly hope you're right, but the the principle that's governing us, as I mentioned earlier, is love. And so this is really not a time to uh, be questioning why somebody else fearful or something. This is a time for us to be able to bear with the those who are wrestling with burdens and uh, to care for others who may be vulnerable and, and really say, how can we pray and, uh, for and serve those um, who may be uh, anxious and even panicking rather than just dismiss them? Uh, that's not the loving approach. So we want to express love for one another. Well, I thought about the past few days and a, and a word really came to mind that sums them up, sums the past few days up uh, for me. I, I felt like for me, everything shifted uh, midweek. I can't point to the moment when where I felt this existential sort of movement where everything took on a new seriousness. I think it was Wednesday. I know on Wednesday, the World Health Organization declared a pandemic. Uh, on Wednesday night, the uh, president gave an address to the nation. I think where I really felt it was after that, though, when the NBA shut down. And that said to me, wow, that's ser- now we're in serious territory uh, when, when there's that kind of response being made on Wednesday night. Then after that, the markets just fell off a cliff. Um, People started raiding uh, grocery stores in our area and the shelves uh, became empty. Um, On Friday, schools closed. The president uh, declared a state of emergency in the country and uh, on TV and on social media, there's just a few people sharing opinions and predictions and such. And as I looked around at all of the panic and the response, the word that really came to me is the word chaos. In the past few days, just the word chaos, when there is a run on toilet paper for an outbreak of a respiratory virus, that's chaos. Chaos is when there's confusion. Chaos means disorder. Chaos is when there's instability and vulnerability, Uh, Chaos is when there's an unpredictability that sort of moves towards us in our place that is usually all predictable. Chaos and uncertainty, um, well, they tempt us to fear. And I thought that is really what's been going on in the past few days. And after a few days of chaos, I thought the best thing we could do this morning is look to Jesus uh, where there is no chaos and confusion the best thing we could do this morning would look to Christ. And so I want to draw your attention to Mark 4. If you have a Bible or a device, go ahead and turn there. Mark 4. And I want to draw your attention to a passage where Jesus uh, brings order out of disorder, peace in a midst of chaos, and uh, brings predictability, his own predictability, in the midst of unpredictability. So this week, as we talked on the phone as pastors, a couple of our pastors are out with their kids for spring break, uh, but we had several phone calls this week. And uh, on one of them, Rob recommended address the church with the story of Jesus calming the storm. And so that's what I'm going to do. It's a familiar story, and I'm going to read it to you from Mark 4, verse 35. This is God's word to us. It's one of the clearest examples in all the Bible of God bringing peace in the midst of chaos. Um, David Garland, who's a New Testament commentator, says that whenever we study a story in the gospel, we should ask three questions. This is really a helpful approach to studying the Bible. Ask three questions whenever you read a story in the gospels. The first question is this, what does the story reveal about Jesus? The second question is, what does the story reveal about the human predicament? Or we could say, what does it reveal about us? The third question is, what is the solution offered to the predicament? So what does it tell about Jesus? What does it tell about the human predicament? And what solution does the passage offer? So let's go through that this morning in this text. First of all, what does it reveal about Jesus? Jesus is in this passage exhausted after a day of teaching. And so he gets into the boat as they are crossing and he falls asleep. He's asleep in the stern on a cushion, the passage tells us. He, he is so tired that he is sleeping through a, uh, a lethal storm that has come uh, in the Sea of Galilee. So the first thing we learn about Jesus in the passage is that he's human. This is, this is a powerful insight that Jesus is human. We don't have a Savior who is distant, uh, who can't relate to our lives. He's truly man, and he experiences what we experience, uh, yet he experienced it without committing sin. But the point is that Jesus knows what it's like to be physically and emotionally drained, weary, so weary that he crashes out in a boat and sleeps through a storm in the open sea. Jesus uh, knew what it, was to, what it was like to feel weak. He understands human weakness. But the story also reveals the power of Jesus. In verse 37, it says, a great windstorm arose and this must have been a serious storm because some of Jesus's disciples were fishermen they would have been familiar with uh, the kind of storms that would come up suddenly on the sea of Galilee but this storm was different the boat is taking on water because the waves have have come up so quickly uh, the boat is taking on water and it's an ominous situation it's so bad that these seasoned fishermen think that they are going to die and so they are panicking and they wake Jesus up who is sound asleep. And Jesus' response is, uh, it's, it's astounding. He, he stands up and he rebukes the wind. He rebukes the storm. The word means that he scolds or reprimands it. It's interesting. It's, it's like Jesus is correcting a disobedient uh, toddler. Well, one translation translates it instead of peace be still, just translates it hush hold it down, stop, like like a parent might say to a toddler that is going off. And and the wind, when he speaks to it in this way, rebukes it, says, stop, peace, be still. The wind obeys him. It ceases, and there is a, a great calm. When Jesus says peace, the storm, the winds stop. They become silent. The sea becomes motionless. And it moves from something that is life-threatening to completely placid. Without wind, the sea is like a sea of glass. It dies, the wind dies, the storm dies at the word of Jesus. And what do the disciples do when this happens? They don't say, wow, that was amazing. It says that they are filled with great fear. What actually happens here is that the miracle is more alarming than the storm itself and they start speaking to one another they're saying who then is this who is this that the sea the wind and the sea obey him what they're saying is this is impossible how can this be that someone can speak to nature and that nature obeys it who is this man jesus That's the question they ask, and that's the question that the text wants us to ask. What does the passage reveal about Jesus? That's the point. Who is this man? And the answer is that no one has this kind of power but God. What does it reveal about Jesus? It reveals that he has the power that only God has, that he has the power to direct nature. Now here's a really, really key point that I think ties into our week. It's not just that he has the power over nature, it's that he has the power over the sea. And for ancient people, including the Israelites, the sea is, well, it's the ultimate picture of chaos. That's how they viewed the sea, as chaos, because the sea is the place of unpredictability. It's the place of human vulnerability it is completely uncontrollable. It is completely unmanageable. When you are at sea, you, are, you can't get away. You are entirely subject to elements that you can't control. And when a storm like this occurs, it produces a chaotic terror. And the point is that no one can tame the sea but God Almighty. There's a psalm that really points to Christ in this situation. Psalm 107, verse 29. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea he hushed. You see, there's only one person that can silence the chaos. There's only one person that can bring order when there is complete, uh, completely an uncontrollable situation as this. This is why, this is a little off topic, but very, uh, very interesting uh, to me anyway, important I think. This is why when the Bible describes the new heaven and new earth, this is how it describes it in Revelation 21. Listen to the first verse. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. Now, why does it make this statement? The new heaven and new earth, here's what it will be. Everything is uh, reconstituted, renewed. There's a new heaven, there's a new earth. And by the way, we're gonna tell you one other thing. There's no more sea. What's that saying? The chaos, the uncontrollable forces that come against us are no more. For we are with our Lord and Savior, Jesus, in a new heaven and a new earth. Only God can deliver people from the power of the sea that is from the power of chaos, and that is our hope for eternity, an eternity where the peace of God reigns, where the shalom of God rules, and where the chaos is no more. Peace be still, and the chaos obeys. The uncontrollable is controlled. The vulnerable are secure, and they are at peace. Two other points and these will be briefer. What does it reveal about the human predicament? What does it reveal about Jesus? That he's the Lord over the chaos, that he can control nature and all other things, bringing peace and order. What does it reveal about the human predicament? Well, I think we can all relate. Storms come. We are not in control. We are vulnerable. That, that's the reality for all of us. And that's the root of our fears, so many of our fears that we are really vulnerable. After Jesus has revealed his power and his care in this story by stopping the storm, he asked the disciples, why are you afraid? Why are you still afraid? Have you still no faith? And in this passage, we learn something about the disciples, but truth be told, we learn something about ourselves as well, don't we? That we are commonly fearful people when faced with um, our own vulnerability and our lack of control, we, we move to fear very quickly. And what fear does is fear speaks to us. It sometimes whispers, or sometimes you walk in the grocery store and see the scene and it shouts to you that there's a terrible future in front of you. And it always speaks to us about a terrible future without God. Fear says that you are not in control and you will be harmed and God will be absent. Fear says you will be in need and when you are in need, you won't have access to what you need in that moment. Fear says you, people will oppose you, and you will be alone. Fear says you will, be, you will suffer, and there will be no comfort. Fear tempts us to imagine a bad situation without God's help, telling us that God will be absent. Or if he's present, it tells us that God will be unable to help us. Or maybe that God just doesn't care. That's what the disciples accuse Jesus of here, not caring. It's interesting, isn't it, the, the question they ask Jesus when they wake him. They don't just say there's a storm. They say, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care that we are perishing? Fear leads them to believe something that is not true about God. And, and I think much of the recent panic uh, is, is playing off this. It, it, it tells us that we can't cons- control a circumstance and that we're going to be left in a situation without a God who cares for us. Now, the circumstances we fear usually don't materialize, but even if they do, we know from the scripture Jesus will be with us and he will care for us and he will, intercha- he will intervene doing one of two things. He will either change the circumstance or he will sustain us in the circumstance. Here's another way of thinking about that. He will either say, peace be still to the storm or he'll say, peace be still to our hearts in the midst of the storm. Will coronavirus affect you and your loved ones? I don't know. Uh, but if it does if it affects people we know and love, if it affects our church, I don't know what's going to happen. If it, gets, if it gets really bad, what I do know is that Jesus will be present with us. That's what the passage teaches. And finally, what solution does the passage offer for our predicament? What does it reveal about Jesus? He's Lord over the chaos. He has all power. And when he speaks storms still. He is God. What does it reveal about our predicament? We're vulnerable. We're not in control. And in the chaos, when we lack control, we we commonly move to fear. Number three, what solution does the passage offer for our predicament? This may be a surprise. Here's the solution. A new fear. He offers a new fear. The fear of the storm is replaced by the fear of God. And by the fear of God, it doesn't mean like we're thinking he's gonna harm us, but it means a breathtaking awe. That's what happens here. They have a new fear. Who is this that can speak and control the chaos of the sea? He is God. Jesus is not only in control, but he cares. And fear of the Lord, seeing his power, his awesome authority over all things is is meant to lead us to trust him because he's not only powerful he's also good again their question is don't you care that we are perishing are you good God are you loving that's what they're asking do you not see and care well that is answered by the reality that he rescues them from the storm But think about this. That's a question. Are you good? Do you not care about the perishing? That's a question he also ultimately answers through the cross. Do you not care that we are perishing, Lord? He answers that question in John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus cares about the perishing. In the storm, uh, he sacrifices the loss of some sleep when he's fatigued to rescue people from perishing. But in the cross, he sacrifices him ver- his very life He goes to the cross, an innocent man, and he takes our sins upon himself and he takes the judgment that is due us. Does he care if we're perishing? He pays the ultimate price out of love for us. The place that we are most confident that God cares for us is by looking to the cross. And it's really an argument from the greater to the lesser. If God takes care of our greatest need, reconciling us to the Father, forgiving all of our sins, declaring us guilty people as righteous, and granting us eternal life, will he not more stop a storm or give us grace to be sustained in a storm? He's met our greatest need. He will certainly meet our lesser needs. Listen, you may have been fearful this week, and I'd say that makes a lot of sense, giving the chaotic path, you know, sort of the chaotic flow of information, uh, the chaotic news that's coming to us, the chaotic updates. The person you speak to says, did you hear, did you hear? The rumors, um, looking at what's happening in China or Italy, other places in the world, and say, it's going to be like that? Here, so it's understandable given the flow of information that you may feel that your faith is weak Um, but i want to encourage you don't be afraid of weak faith just look to him just look to christ is, is what this passage is all about i love what tim keller says about this passage he says jesus is prompting the disciples to see that the critical factor in their faith is not its strength but its object The critical factor in our faith is not how much faith do we have, and am I nervous, am I fearful? The critical factor is the object of our faith. Where are you looking? Upon whom are you trusting? Who are you listening to? What are you seeing? What are you reading? What are you doing with your time? These are the things. Are we looking to Jesus? This is the question. Not am I a person of great faith or a person who's afraid, but where is Jesus in all of this? That is the key. It's not the amount of faith, but the object of our faith. Here's a few recommendations to wrap up. I, I think this is a time to pray. I'm, I know that I'm not trying to give the Sunday school answer, I'm not trying to be hyper-spiritual. Obviously, uh, everything the CDC recomm- recommends, we're 100% behind, uh, behind that. Yes, wash your hands, uh, wash them for 20 seconds. I, all that we're hearing, practice uh, you know, social distancing in an appropriate Way um, use wisdom, so we should all be taking the necessary precautions. So I'm assuming you're getting that from other places, and you don't need me uh, to play doctor or health authority here at church. Uh, but I would say this: in addition to safety precautions, this is a time to pray. Here's the reality: I mean, yesterday I am chasing down what's the latest thing in my inbox. I get, you know, I get every time there's a new case of. Um, coronavirus in Collin County. I get an email. There was a new one this morning. I get an email while I'm preparing to be talking to you. Oh, there's another one. Well, how many, what's the percentage of growth? You know, how many people are under watch right now on the watch list being monitored? That number's changing in Collin County. I get all that live when it's happening and uh, you may too. And I'm drawn to the news. I mean, yesterday I made the, the, uh, the the error of going on the Nextdoor app. I don't know if you've been on there. It is apocalyptic. I went on there. People are freaking, and I just got sucked into the vortex of Nextdoor app pandemonium. You know, I'm sucked into that thing. I think I'm just going to look for one, you know, five minutes. I'm in there an hour, and it is craziness. If we spent 10 percent as much time in prayer as we do chasing social media and all the other sources, I assure you the seas of our heart would be far more placid. Uh, Take your precautions, but, but, but pursue Jesus in these days. Cast your cares upon him. And and restore your thinking that way. Secondly, acknowledge your fears. One of the reasons I wanted to talk about this, and I thought Rob's suggestion was good, but one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this was just because I wanted, let's bring into the light that uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday who was just telling me that he walked into the grocery store and when he saw, he was fine until he saw people grabbing stuff in the empty shelves, and then he wasn't fine. That he walked in not panicking, but looking around, he found himself very uh, fearful, you know, sort of panicking in that moment. I think it's very helpful to bring those kinds of thoughts to the light. Our fears are often dispelled when the light shines on them. And, and ultimately to talk about with others and to invite their, their prayer uh, and to encourage one another with reminders that Jesus is Lord over the chaos. He is Lord over the chaos. Um, we may not be gathering today, but we still can be moving toward one another in meaningful ways and bearing one another's burdens. Third, I think it's a time to ask the question, who can I help? You know, if I'm all in panic mode, I'm not really serving anybody else. What am I doing? I'm focusing on me. So who can I help? Is there a neighbor, that, particularly an older neighbor or someone you know that has health challenges and could be feeling compromised or is compromised during this time? Could you reach out to them? Could you offer to get them some groceries or something like that? Who could you serve? you know, this is a time for people who know the Lord to, uh, those who know the Lord uh, who's over the chaos, to be ministering with grace to those who don't know him with practical care. And it may very well open the door for uh, you to share good news with those who are getting plenty of bad news in these days. So it's time to pray. Uh, It's a time, uh, I believe, to speak honestly with one another and invite prayer for one another. And it's a time to reach out to one another and also reach out to those who may be uh, particularly fearful at this time. Well, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to invite Caleb to join me up here. And uh, I'm going to ask him to, maybe we'll dialogue a little bit about some other practical things. I want to make an announcement or two about uh, us, what's going on in the church right now. And, um, then I'm just going to ask him to, uh, ask him to pray. Uh, we're modeling good hygiene here. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask him to pray. (laughs) I put that up there. Yep. That was a, uh, that was a product placement. You don't have any, the stores don't have any, but we've got some up at the church. So, uh, anyway, uh, so Caleb, uh, what would you, what kind of thoughts do you have based on what I'm sharing here?
1: Well, I, uh, I don't know all who you spoke to yesterday, but I was one of the people who went to a store and wasn't feeling any mm-hmm. sort of panic, which is, I got to go to the store because we're getting out of groceries. And, uh, you know, I felt the, uh, when I sold things off a shelf and, uh, and people grabbing things like they were, I, I, I felt almost this impulse, like kids have when a pinata breaks and the kid yeah. goes all over and everybody's <laughs> cramming for it or an Easter egg hunt or something. I, I, uh, I felt it. So I'm living in it, uh, like, like you are with sure. you guys and, and fight for faith. Um, I mean, I think the, uh, I think the three calls from this passage first, I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the call to look to Jesus because that's, that's what we need to do right, right now. Uh, that's what we need to do right now. And, uh, we're either going to fear, or we're going to hope mm-hmm. and, uh, hope is a cure. Uh, for fear. So, um, I, th- I think the call to pray is excellent. Uh, we, uh, I, I think when fear, what we often want to do, fear and anxieties call us to, uh, go and get as much information as possible Yeah, we, true. um, because we because not with knowledge there's power and yeah. we feel more in control the more information we have. And so I think, uh, we need, uh, to push against that a bit and um I, I was even wondering as you're speaking it's, this is probably a good time to inject like a a a rule of life or a, a sort of daily liturgy yeah i don't think i don't think uh you know we need to just turn off the news or anything right. like that but no, maybe, no. maybe it's something like um you know before i go to the news i'm going to pray lord help me help Yeah. me yeah. trust you you're the lord over the the storm you're mm-hmm. the lord over this help me trust in you as i read my news guard my heart protect mm-hmm. me help me remember you're the one that's my keeper mm-hmm. and not and and not the information i gain and maybe, maybe afterward too you're you're praying lord help me trust you you're my shepherd, mm-hmm. you're my shepherd. that's so I, good i was thinking about that as you um we're talking about prayer maybe it's not you know there's probably big prayers lengthy prayers but also yeah. some just sort of sees uh you're peppering your your life with with uh with prayer maybe it's when you you know this is a good way to love our neighbor <laughs> yeah. we're, we're physical beings and, yeah uh and god uses means but are yeah, yeah. but maybe uh when we're putting on hand sanitizer we're yeah. we're, we're, we're you know praying lord we, yeah you use means but we're trusting you uh, clean
0: hands and a purel heart that's what i've been <laughs> that's, saying that's yes
1: that's right so we we, we trust you not the hand sanitizer we, yeah. we don't trust the means we trust you we, we don't we we trust i think sometimes there's a confusion with um, are we hoping in deliverance, or are we hoping in God? Yeah, good. And, uh, so that's let's, good. Let's uh, let's hope in God and not just deliverance. Let's hope in right. God and not means. Let's hope right. in God and not just information or whatnot. So yeah, that's there, good. The way we one good. of the main ways we exercise that faith.
0: That's good. Um, what about uh, any other practical things that you've thought of as well that we could be um, you know sort of serving others at this time? Uh, in practical ways uh, even as a church you know we're, we're not doing groups this week we're not doing meetings of any the official church meetings are shut down people can do what they want obviously in terms of being with others but in terms of official church meetings community groups Tuesday classes that's all shut down but any recom- how are we thinking about that you know as a church because this yeah. people you know so uh, social distancing is is not you uh, You know, I I can't find a verse necessarily on that. Loving others for sure, but endlessly having no contact. We don't want to do that. So what are you thinking?
1: Um, Well, we plan, our plan is to get uh, the community group leaders and and the church uh, some recommendations and guidelines for how you can meet uh, going past this week. We. We uh, decided let's not have groups this week. There's a lot of it's, it's more complicated than you think with with at least community groups. What do you do with childcare? Right. Uh, what do you do with uh, people who are sick? Right. Uh, so we wanted to really serve everyone well, make sure they're gathering, uh, uh, they're, they're set up well with uh, to gather with guidelines and whatnot. Yeah. So we hope to get that out uh, sometime this week and encourage people to gather, uh, but with some guidelines. Yeah. So um, so we'll look for that. Um, Email uh, community group leaders and, and likely the rest of the church right. as well. Um, and so I think uh, I think the call to ask, who can I help, is, is great. I think uh, I think that's a, a question we should be asking the Lord first. We, we go to yeah. prayer and we ask the Lord, who do you want me to help? Mm-hmm. Lord, put people on my heart that you want me to carry their burdens. And it doesn't have to be, we're not having to save the world. We have All a right. Savior. But, uh, but we can be looking, Lord, what small things, what, what acts can I do that uh, help me be who I am, salt and light yeah. in this situation? And um, so I think I think it maybe starts with praying. Uh, Lord, yeah. who do you want to, me to have on my heart right mm-hmm. now? And Lord, help me know how to help them. And then maybe the next question is ask, ask them. So if it's a neighbor, if it's an old person on your street, a sick person uh, who, um, who lives next door or, or someone in your small group, Maybe you text them or call them and ask them. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. I, uh, can I get you groceries? What, what mm-hmm. else can I do? And uh, seek to be faithful in the small things. Mm-hmm. I think. I think this is a great opportunity yeah. to be light and salt. To I was um, in the store the other day. I was I was uh, feeling that pull to panic, and I'm thinking a lot of these people. Uh, what else are they supposed to do? They don't have the rock. They don't. They yeah. don't know Jesus is here and He cares and He's He can say, "Be still." So, yeah. uh, this is an opportunity for us to uh, to stand on Jesus as yeah. a rock and not not be shaken. They it
0: may not have, have a community life. of support too. We want to be a support to one another during these times as well. So they may not. They may lack that. You know, it's me and on an island here, uh, self you know self preser- preservation survivor kind of a mode right. as opposed to a part of a community.
1: Sure. Yeah, so we have an opportunity. Uh, Jesus says, uh, the world will know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. Yeah. So um, I, I don't think we have specific ways. Go do exactly this. I think it's yeah. pray, ask the Lord who's on your heart who, and, and look around, who, who, who do you work yeah. with or who lives on your street or who you're in community group with and, and ask and yeah. seek to be faithful. Yeah. Uh, one, one, two, we know, There's probably a hundred different ways we can be helpful. You mentioned getting food. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think some people are probably concerned about is kids are out and I was depending on my... Schools, so I go to work? Um, yeah, yeah. Or I'm at work now with all my kids. Maybe it's maybe you were already planning on being at home with your kids. You don't have additional responsibilities. Maybe a way you could help is to look someone in your look for someone in your small group who's in that situation. Say I'll oh, watch the I'll oh, watch your kids for a few hours so you can concentrate on work. Yeah, yeah, that's um, good. That might be a, a practical yeah,
0: that's way to good. Help. One other way I think is uh, is by giving as well. Uh, you can uh, I think in the email that we sent out on Friday there's a link you can give. Uh, normally, obviously, the expenses that we incur as a church continue, so we certainly would encourage you to be, uh, or would ask you to be faithful in your giving during this time. We're not aware of immediate benevolence needs within the church, but m- my assumption is that those will come, uh, depending on how long this goes. But there could be people who can't work, and so they, uh, uh, their, their finances, there are going to be some financial challenges. So you can not only give normally to the church, but you can also give uh, bene- and earmark something Thing, benevolence, and that would be used in case someone has a practical need in the church. Or uh well I'll just not or just that's that would just say that. I don't know what the needs are gonna be, uh, but it's always good to have resources so when they arise, uh, there's a means to help immediately.
1: Yeah, so that's one practical way we can carry yeah. one another's burdens even if we don't know a specific. Yeah, absolutely. To, uh, give, give give
0: to the, the benevolence. One. One. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um couple other things announcement wise, did you have anything else before I share a couple of announcements?
1: No, I, 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 man, I was blessed by, uh, by Mark 4. Thank you for that. I, mm. I do think that it's important to, to see. Oftentimes, we. This is a time we can fear. We can struggle with fear uh, and concern, and we got to remember he doesn't talk to us the same way he talks to the storm. So, he yeah, talks to the storm, he said, "Hush, be still, Good. stop it." Good. Good. But uh, I think uh, the command, some variation of the command in Scripture, "Do not fear," is given. Over three hundred times, yeah, and the tone isn't isn't that with us. He knows our frame. He knows we're weak. It's, it's yeah. more of it's more of a son. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Daughter, be, be careful. I'm concerned. Don't don't be afraid. You yeah, know, yeah. Maybe maybe I imagine now, tell my kid to to jump into the pool. Yeah, to yeah. me In the summer, and I'll, I'll catch you. Hey, don't be afraid. there's yeah. no reason to be afraid. Dad, You're not chiding them for not, being a coward. Yeah, we're not, he's not <laughs> yeah. saying stop it. You know? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he understands. He's That's saying, good. Oh, I'm concerned with you, and so he's tender. It's an invitation. Uh, it's an invitation uh, to trust Him. This is yeah. an opportunity to trust Him, yeah, yeah. To know Him more, to know He's here more, to know He uh, uh, cares for us more, and in, in deeper ways. Yeah. So this is quite. This is an opportunity for us to, to be salt and lights, yeah. to love each other, yeah. and, and, and um, be a witness. But it's also an opportunity to go deeper uh, in intimacy with Him. I think right now. So I just want yeah, to remind. I, I got to remind myself of that. Remind yeah. Of that remind everyone listening. Uh, this is an opportunity to yeah. worship. This is a call to worship. The yeah, it virus, is. The news, all this, the, the, the. Uh, empty grocery shelves uh, with toilet paper. Is it called a worship? I yeah, trusted him. So,
0: yeah, that is so good. Even in this passage where he's, it sounds somewhat corrective. you know, do you still don't have faith? I, I think the point is, have you forgotten who's in the boat with you? Now they may not know. He's revealing himself to them, but the sense is, just do you know who I am? Have you forgotten? Sometimes, don't fear. Is remember who's with you in the boat. Just remember, it's not man. What what a. Sorry, Christian, you are, yeah. but remember, God's remember who Jesus is. Yeah. You know,
1: and I, I'll add to this now. Uh, to one of one of the great ways we can remember is we we read God's word, we yeah. talk about it with uh, with friends, uh, we we pray. But I would also encourage people to sing to get, to, yeah. get it, to look at the music blog and look at the songs we would have been singing if we were gathered. We're not mm-hmm. able to sing to, at least today. Or, or look up some hymn. Uh, How firm a foundation! Yeah, or yeah. Uh, How mighty fortress! Or um, some kind of ancient hymn that, um, or gospel-centered hymn that reminds us that singing helps us remember. And this is a call to worship. Yeah. So we can, we can pray and we can uh, serve and we can also sing right now. Yeah, that's good. In the midst of this
0: that's great okay a couple things as we wrap up so there's no official meetings this week in terms of next sunday we aim to get something out on friday by friday to let you know what we're going to do uh next weekend uh and moving uh, on from there we'll also have some guidelines for getting together uh, in official ways as small groups moving forward um as well um Also, uh, the the pastors, we are uh, gonna be available this week. So um, let us know. We'll be in the office. Our plan is, you know, uh, we're around. So if uh, we can help you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. Also wanted to make an announcement that we made a call, a a, a difficult call, but we're confident it's the right call. Uh, The elders and the uh, Flourish admin team together uh, made a decision to postpone the women's conference. Um, there's a number of folks who would be, you know, it's just a couple of weeks out, and uh, there's a number of folks who were already signed up that were older that would be uh, in a high-risk category to be in a group setting. We don't know what it's going to look like in two weeks. Our speaker, we'd be asking her to fly from Philadelphia, which, um, you know, would put her at risk. And so when we looked at it all, we just said, let's do it at a time when everybody's comfortable, nobody's worried about should we be here, can we be here, uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, for those of you who signed up, um, we'll get another date out to you, ladies. Uh, hopefully soon, put it out of ways, get a date out. And uh, obviously, if you can't make that date, you, you know, you're, you're, uh, we'll refund your money. Or if you, any reason uh, you need a refund, that will do that. But you're in for whenever the new date is. It's just postponed if you've uh, registered. Um, so I wanted to mention that to you as well. I don't think I had any other announcements. It was this week, next weekend, and uh, then uh, the women's conference. So, yeah. well, why don't you pray for us, Caleb? Just pray for the church and whatever's on your heart as we wrap things up here.
1: Okay, I was uh, just feeling this morning to just read Psalm sixteen and Great. pray Psalm sixteen Perfect. Uh, together. Um, so let me read Psalm sixteen, then I'm going to pray it uh, with you. So let's pray. Or let's. Let me read first, actually. Um, My flesh also dwells secure, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let's pray. Well, Father, we thank you that you are the Lord, Jesus you are the Lord of the storm Uh, you rule over all you rule over all chaos Mm. and you're the only one who can uh, truly preserve us Lord we can't preserve ourselves information can't preserve us Uh, other means can't preserve us the government can't preserve us you alone uh, can preserve us you alone are the one we can can pray this prayer to preserve us oh God you're 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 not just our defender, though. You're our only good. You're our shield and our, our reward. You're you're um. You're 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 our treasure. You're, mm-hmm. We have no good apart from you. Yes, Lord. Uh, and with you, Lord, uh, and nothing else, we have everything. And uh, and so we we thank you, Lord. We we praise you that you're the Lord overall, That you're with us, and you're uh, you're not being shaken right now. Uh, you are our rock, a solid rock. You are our refuge. You're our keeper. We praise you for this. We, you're, you're our keeper who keeps us. We, we adore you, Lord, for that. You're the one that keeps us from being shaken. And, Lord, you're faithful. Hmm. You're the same yesterday, yes, today, Lord. and forever. You're our, 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 uh, our very life. You make known to us the path of life because you are life. You're our all-sufficient friend. You're our good and loving and present shepherd Mm -hmm. we praise you for these things lord we we confess that we um we're commonly fearful people we 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 don't see you we don't run to you alone Mm -hmm. we we run to other refuges we run to other hopes we run to false uh saviors we Mm -hmm. we run to information alone and, and and uh to the government to medicine and to our own efforts our own resources we confess this, Lord. We mm-hmm. we fear being shaken. And we all have different uh, specifics on this, Lord. We fear being out of a job. We fear what will happen to our retirement. We fear getting mm-hmm. sick. We fear our relatives getting sick. We, we fear of not knowing what to do in the situation. We fear protecting our kids. We fear, of, how am I going to be at home and work with my kids there? I'm afraid I'm going to be not the, a great parent. We, we, we have all kinds of concerns and fears and uh, Lord, often we are just we're just living in unbelief. We're living mm-hmm. uh, convinced of misery tomorrow, without a view of manna tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we confess this this to you. We don't we don't trust in your faithfulness. We don't believe it often. We are uh, we also confess we're we're often indifferent to other people's struggles. Maybe we don't struggle like that, but we uh, are indifferent to uh, the plights of others and. Uh, we we ask the Lord that You'd forgive us, and that You'd have mercy on us, Lord, and uh, You'd restore us and 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 meet us in our unbelief and our, our running to other other places and and show us again. Help us remember, You are our only rock and our refuge, mm-hmm. and that's what we 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 thank You, Lord, that You're forgiving, that You're tender, that You know our frame, that You know we're prone to fear, You know we're weak, You know we're dust. And you're, you're tender with us and patient with us. And Lord Jesus, you died on the cross to forgive us of these very sins. We praise you for that. We thank you for that, that we're swimming now in, in grace, not in your rebuke or condemnation. We're swimming in, in grace. Um, we thank you that you are present with us. You're here, right here, right now, in this room, in the room, each of my brothers and sisters are in. You, you're present, and you yes. care, and you're faithful. And so we thank you for those things. We thank you, Lord, for your word at this time. Mm-hmm. We thank you for the passage we just read because it shows us what we need most. We need Jesus. We thank you for revealing yourself to us. We thank you for, um, we thank you for your people. We thank you that we're not doing this alone. We're not alone, Lord. You've put us in a family. We got brothers and sisters. Uh, who are hoping in you too? When our hope is weak, we can we, they they can hope with us and, and strengthen us and encourage us. We got someone to go and um, uh, bear bear burdens with and, and bear our burdens. We thank you for your people. What grace, Lord! We thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to worship you, to trust you, to know you more. We thank you uh, uh, for this opportunity to grow. We thank you for this opportunity to love others and be uh, light and salt. And uh, Lord, we thank you that your spirit is. Uh, here to help us mm-hmm. and finally lord we just ask we we we. there's tons of supplication we can we can make and we we ask lord uh these things because you delight to provide us yes. people we ask lord preserve us uh lord the, this virus i've heard some people say it's like winds it, it can't be stopped it, 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 it's kind of like the wind being stopped lord but with the passage we just read says the wind has stopped, Mm -hmm. uh, because you say to the wind, you who made it say, be still. And so we ask Lord, preserve us, protect us. We ask that you would have mercy on, on the people of this church, on our families, on our friends, on this community, on this nation, on, on the world. Lord, we pray have mercy and protect us and preserve us. And, um, we, 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 pray, Lord, we, we pray not anyone would get sick at our, at our church or in our families. We, we, um, we pray, Lord, uh, that You would trust us. To, uh, help us trust You to be. Uh, help us trust You to be gracious to us here. That even if we do, uh, You'll be with us and You'll hold on to us in this chaos. That's mm-hmm. what we're asking. That You hold on to us in the, this chaos. Do mm-hmm. You calm us in the storm? Do You help us trust in You? Do You help us fear You and not the storm? Uh, help us be who we are. Yes. Uh, uh, we're worshipers. We're people who pray. We're your friends. We pray to you. We fellowship in you. We, uh, we uh, help us be who we are as far as serving others. We're part of a family here. Help us love one another. Help us be salt and light on our streets and in our jobs and in our uh, uh, cul de sacs and everywhere else you've placed us. Uh, you've scattered us. Help us be salt and light. That's what we ask you, all these things, Lord, uh, so that ultimately we're asking that you would be our God and help us be your people. We ask that you would help uh, uh, us have joy in you and help, Lord, we ask that you would be exalted in all this, that mm-hmm. your surpassing worth would be seen with more clarity, mm-hmm. with more potency as a result of all this. We pray all this in the one who said, storm be still, the one who died for us. We pray that all this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well,
0: thanks uh, for getting together with us. We, uh, I hope you have a great week. We love you. Sorry we can't be together but absence is only going to make the heart grow fonder. I'm sure next time we see you'll be wonderful. we uh, will be great. Have a great week. Let us know if we can uh, help you in any way. May the Lord meet you and strengthen you and encourage you this week. May the Lord, over all the chaos, bring you peace and make you and make you one who brings peace to others. Uh, this is an opportunity for the light to shine and the church to be the church. It's these moments that the gospel Shines brightest. May it be for all of us. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Grace Church. To receive future messages, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or listen online by visiting our website at gracechurchfrisco.org.